We'll find it helpful to have that passage uh, in front of you, 2 Timothy 2. Uh, I'm going to get you guys to do a bit of the work today as well. Uh, so, obviously, originally I wasn't supposed to be speaking this weekend, so uh, we decided you do some of the work and I do some of the work, but uh, we'll come to that when we come to it. Now, when I was a child, I loved playing with my grandmother's cats. The thing is, though, that they weren't real cats. They were china cats that she had, these really sort of delicate, sort of long, thin uh, cats that she used to keep uh, on her mantelpiece. She told me to be careful with them, to look after them. Uh, and, well, I was only six at the time, so wasn't particularly careful with them. And not only did I break the cats, but I managed to cut my fingers uh, all over and had to go to hospital. I've still got the scars on my fingers, if you want to have a look later on. Um, but you need to be careful, don't you, when you're looking after things. In our passage last night, we saw that Timothy was given the task of looking after the gospel, guarding the gospel with the help of the Holy Spirit. But how is he to do that? How can we guard the gospel? Well, this passage begins to spell out what it looks for us to be guardians of the gospel, to guard uh, the truth. And again, these words are not just for Timothy alone, but they're for us. All of us have this ministry. All of us are involved in ministry in some ways. How can we guard the gospel? Well, the first thing is be in a band of brothers. Be in a band of brothers. Have a look at verses uh, 1 and 2. Give me a second to get it open. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. Timothy here, strengthened by grace, confident in the gospel, is to train up other people to do what he does. Effectively, he's to find a band of brothers and share with them what Paul has shared with him. I think it's a band of brothers because he's a bloke. It could feasibly be a set of sisters. I try to think of a sort of equivalent to the sort of sorority of sisters, you know, something like that. Um, but a sisterhood of sisters, yeah, that, that works. Um, but here we have this sort of grouping together uh, for him to share what he's heard from Paul. And there's a wonderful pyramid we get here in one and two. So there's four generations of ministry going on. We've got Paul up at the top, who passed on to Timothy that he's now to share with faithful men, who in turn, we're told the faithful men are to teach others. So there's this wonderful multiplication of ministry going on. Uh, It's to find these faithful men to pass these truths onto, to help guard the gospel. Why is it faithful men? Not holy or godly or capable? You'd expect something like that, perhaps. Well, it's faithful because reliability is what counts. For guarding the gospel. Faithfulness is what counts for guarding the gospel. And they're to teach others to do the same. They're to do the same thing. Gather themselves a band of brothers and repeat the process. And if you think about it, this is what Jesus did, didn't he? He gathered his disciples around them, around him. He taught them for three years. And then what did they do? They went on and they taught others. This is Paul's big strategy for guarding the gospel. Passing it on to faithful people who will faithfully pass it on. So guarding the gospel, I don't know what, you, what images came to mind when we sort of used that phrase yesterday. It's not about keeping it unused in some sort of glass cabinet in a museum. It's not about sort of putting it up on a shelf somewhere so that nobody can touch it. 
It's actually about getting it out. It's about faithfully passing it on to others so that the gospel message is everywhere. It's being involved in that ministry. So this is not so much about evangelism. It's not talking about multiplying uh, people who are coming to Christ. But it's about teaching and training other Christians in gospel ministry. Teaching them to teach the truth. So what will that entail? Well, we're given three images. The first one is sacrificing like a soldier. Have a look at verses three and four. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. What he's saying here is you do this, this is going to involve suffering. We're already getting that idea from 2 Timothy, aren't we, from last uh, session. Paul has said that being a minister of the gospel will lead to suffering. It could be emotional suffering, it could be psychological suffering, it could be sometimes physical suffering. As we share the gospel with people and as we do ministry with people, it will tear our hearts out sometimes. It will tear your hair out. That's my excuse, I'm sticking to it. (laughs) But you'll be worn down at points. You'll be uh, tired more than your non-believing friends will often because you're involved in these other things. That might mean you get ill more. There's all these different things that could happen as we do these things. And they're not to be scoffed at. They add up. These are part and parcel of ministry of the gospel. And this is going to involve sacrifices of time and lifestyle. We see that there in verse 4 about not being entangled in civilian pursuits. Now civilian pursuits were things that would distract a soldier from his duties. They were normal things. They were even good things. But things that would make them less focused as a soldier. There's a sense in which as we get involved with gospel ministry to one another, as we get involved with uh, sharing the gospel and helping each other learn to share the gospel, there's a sense in which we won't be as involved in the world as our friends and neighbours. There'll be times when we'd like nothing better than an evening to ourselves or or an evening with our spouse. That might not be possible that night. There might be times when we want to be with our children but that might not be possible. There might be something that we, else that we need to do. It might mean that we take our holidays at different times and potentially pay more for our holidays. It might mean that we're not involved, as involved in a hobby as our friends who live and breathe, I don't know, athletics or, or classical music. I try to be as broad as I can there between the two. Why? Well, like the soldier, we're not to please ourselves. Our lives are not our own. We're to live to please God. We don't serve ourselves. We serve our commanding officer. And if you think about it, this is radically different from the world around us. Our culture's creed really is do whatever pleases you, isn't it? That's basically what society teaches. The Bible's creed is do whatever pleases God. And that will involve sacrifices, just like a soldier must make sacrifices in his position. What else will it entail? Well, it will entail sticking to the rules like an athlete. Have a look at verse 5. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. This is not a free-for-all as we teach the Bible. Paul's going to lay some rules down as we go through, but sneak preview. We can't play hard and fast with the word. Proper ministry takes time and careful preparation. 
Some bits take longer than others, but it requires time and effort as we teach the Bible to one another. The, another rule is that we can't change what's written. That wouldn't be guarding the gospel, would it? That would be changing uh, the gospel. We can put it across in different ways. We can use our imagination in that way. But the message must be what the Bible says. Another rule is that it matters how we do ministry as much as the message. We're not to get into fights about it. We're not to treat it lightly and flippantly. It's a serious job that we have to do. And if we don't compete according to the rules, according to Paul, we won't get the crown. Because actually, if we do ministry without following those rules, far from guarding the gospel, we're actually threatening it. We're at risk of changing the message. We're at risk of losing the gospel message. So why would God then give us the victor's crown? The last image Paul uses to explain ministry is a farmer. Have a look at verse 6. It is the hard-working farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Shame we don't have David Harrison with us. Uh, this weekend, but I don't know much about farming, but I know from David that it's very hard work. You know, you get up at stupid o'clock, you're on duty seemingly 24-7, it's heavy work, it's messy work, you know, hands up a cow, that's as far as I'm saying. But if you don't put the work in, you won't get the results, will you? If there's a team, it's the hard-working farmer who deserves first dibs on the produce, isn't it? Word ministry is hard. Teaching the Bible is hard. We need to work hard at it. Yes, the Spirit helps us. Yes, the Word is like honey. But we get the sweetest taste when we put the work in. So this is not a job that you can coast. You must put the work in, like the hard-working farmer. And as if to demonstrate all this, Timothy, uh, Paul tells Timothy to think it all over. See that in verse 7? Think over what I say. For the Lord will give you understanding in everything. That almost could be, you could write that under your Bible, couldn't you? That's basically what we're to do. Think over what I say, and God will give you understanding in everything. It takes work, it takes effort, but God takes that work and effort and blesses it. So what we're going to do, that was my first point. For the second point though, I'm going to get you guys to do some work handling the Bible. So what I want you to do, just break into groups again of three or four or or maybe slightly bigger if you want to. And I've got some questions. I just want you to work through the next few verses uh, in your little groups. Just go through the questions and then we'll just sort of take some uh, feedback in a few minutes time. So I'll give you quite a few minutes to do that.